Good morning and welcome to this week's PMX Live session brought to you today by PMX Site, where we provide property management solutions for growing agencies. My name is Sean Lee Draper and with me today is the delightful Terry Handy, co-founder of PMX Site and property management expert. And we are really looking forward to today's conversation where we will be giving you a super simple formula to help you level up your communication skills because as you know, at PMX Site, we are all about communication, aren't we, Terry? Sure. So, <laughs> but first, let me just want to say thank you for tuning in with us today. We will be reading your comments and questions throughout the conversation. So please feel free to chime in at any time. And if you're joining us via our podcast, hello to you too. And we hope that you're having an amazing week. So before we dive in today, we love to start each of these conversations with some gratitude. So we'll start with you, Terry. What are you grateful for today? I am grateful because I'm going to be seeing you in the flesh this afternoon, Sean Lee, and I know I will not have to make a decision about what I'm going to eat tonight, tomorrow. You've already started thinking about this probably three days ago. So uh, yes. I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very grateful for that. What about you? What are you grateful for today? Just on that note of food, I've actually already pre-ordered through Uber Eats for us because I already know we're eating. So yes, you are on the money with that, Terry. I do love food. Um I'm grateful for, this is just a very small moment, but again, that's the big moments, right, when you talk about gratitude. So um, during bedtime, when you have children slash when you have a toddler, it's pretty crazy between the hours of like 5 and 7 p.m. You know, you're not really getting a lot done besides chasing the toddler around, wrangling them, trying to get them changed, trying to get them fed. And last time my husband was like, in the middle of it, he was like, babe, just go have a shower and I'll sort it out and just relax. And I was like, that right there, like that is my love language. So just grateful to have a husband who is just supportive and just kind of be selfless and just says, you know, look after yourself and I'll I'll get him sorted, which he did. So yeah, feeling extra grateful for just a supportive hubby today. He's awesome. Love but anyway, that. let's get into today's conversation. And we're talking about a simple formula that we're going to give you today to help you really level up your communication skills. Um, if you've been listening to us for long enough, long enough, um, or watching us on our lives, you will know that we are massive on the communication piece and Terry is especially passionate about it. So Terry, when we're talking about communicating with, you know, tenants, landlords specifically or owners, sorry, in this um, in this situation, what are some questions that we really should be asking ourselves before we actually go and speak to our client? Okay. Yep. Great. Well, Okay, I think we all understand how important it is to be a good communicator in our industry, particularly because we're often dealing with situations where there's a lot of emotion involved. And like sales guys, they spend heaps of time learning and refining these skills. And and I definitely believe we need to be taking a leaf out of their book and, and focusing on how we can develop our own communication skills so that they do become our superpower. Um, life's so much easier when you get your communication skills on point. Wouldn't you agree, Sean? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, look, we also understand, though, that we're not all naturally blessed with the the level of skill required to be a great communicator. We're not all born with this amazing ability to clearly get your message across in a way that not only builds and strengthens the relationship we have with someone else, but that we do it in a way that's really easy for them to understand the situation, what you require from them or, or what is required, and and then help them to be able to make an informed decision quickly without wanting to kill the messenger because we all know, again, if we're not good at communication in property management, we actually often end up being or bearing the brunt of the, the client's frustration and anger regardless of whether it's warranted or not. So um, the other thing, just before I get into the questions, is um, I, I just want to acknowledge that it's often when someone's response is not what we were expecting 
um, or when you feel like you're actually going to be delivering bad news um, that might actually or might might or might not send them over the edge, we can actually lose confidence around um, the situation or, or we might even panic a bit. And like oh, I always say we start to flap, you know, we flap our arms. And, and when we're flapping, we're definitely not going to be delivering our message as clearly and as well as we should. So, and that's why we wanted to give you something tangible that you could, I guess, help to, to use, you know, will help you in a practical sense to communicate or to improve your communication skills. And it's it's to do with something that we receive all the time. So requests. We're constantly getting requests from owners, requests from tenants. And, and sometimes these simple requests can actually cause an enormous amount of grief. And sometimes you're going to look at that request as a property manager and think, mate, you want what? Mm-hmm. Or you, you'll look at it and go, hang on, hang on. There is no way such and such will go for that. So to help take the angst out of these requests, we have come up with this formula that is made up of five simple questions to ask yourself. And, and when you receive a request, you, you, you run through them. Like they take, I don't know, 30 seconds sometimes. Sometimes it'll take longer depending on what the request is. And we'll actually post these on our page a little bit later today. Sorry, Sean, I didn't tell you that we're going to do that, but I think it's important. (laughs) So number one, ask yourself. So we're asking ourselves here before we start talking to anyone else, the request has come through and we say, number one, is it legal? The second one is what is the impact? The third, what are their options? Fourth, what is my recommendation? And five, how am I going to deliver this? Now, I tried to come up with a really sexy acronym, um, but I'm not any good at acronyms. So basically, we just run through it. Is it legal? What's the impact? What are their options? What's my recommendation? How am I going to deliver this? Mm-hmm. And these questions actually sound pretty straightforward. And you, like you might be saying to yourself, yeah, I'll do that anyway. And if you do, that's great. But what I found is that most of us, when we're under pressure, we tend to miss one or two of these steps. And and so what I want you to do next time you receive a request, rather than starting to flap or panic or, or diving straight in, I want you to actually run through each of these questions before you take action. Okay, cool. Thanks for that, Terry. So, and yes, I'm more than happy to get that up today on Facebook. I'll do a little bit of a tile and, and pop that up so everyone can get those questions. There's only five of them, so they seem pretty straightforward to me. Um why do you think that, I mean, it's a big call, right, to say that this formula is going to work with every situation that um, someone's going to come up against, but why do you think that that is the case? Well, I think it is because it is so simple. It is so Mm. straightforward and that magic is actually in the simplicity. It also gives us a structure that's going to help us make sure we cover all the bases and I happen to know that it works really well. So I thought we should work through a scenario and um, the first one is that question. So we get this request and we say, um, is it legal? So basically what we're asking ourselves here is, is the request covered by legislation? Are there clear rules in place? So if it was a, a break lease request due to domestic violence or the, you know, can I have a pet? There's actually going to be legislative direction there, rules that we can follow And if there isn't a legislative direction and we're not breaking any other laws because, you know, we can't be doing criminal things, then I want you to use your common sense. So an example would be if a tenant requested a rent reduction. 
we're no longer operating under the temporary legislation introduced for COVID. So there's actually no rules we have to follow, no legislation. So we actually need to use our common sense. So when I'm saying, is it legal? I'm saying, is it legal or do I need to use my common sense? Like kind of, that's it. And then the second one, what is the impact on the owner or the tenant? So the other party that's involved, Mm -hmm. I, I want you to consider if this situation actually negatively affects the owner's ability to, say, successfully lodge an insurance claim. Um, and I, I want you to really think about the, the, the financial and the emotional cost, okay? Like this this is what this question is all about. I want you to work it out. So say so if the tenant is asking for a rent reduction of $20 a week and they've said, well, if I don't get it, I'm going to leave, Work out how much it will cost the owner. Before you do anything else, What, how much it's going to cost them if they did leave, how it's going to impact them. Take into account um, your average days on market, the letting fee, and if they will have advertising to pay. And, you know, also think about how they're going to feel if, you know, they they do have a, a mortgage that they have to pay and if the property is vacant. Like that, that's that emotional impact as well and and having this information on hand will will help the property manager with the next steps that they actually have to take so and that's number three what's the client's options what are their options is it a straight yes or no or is there an alternative that you can offer because if they say no to the rent reduction what are the other options you could come up with so like now I'm I'm not I'm not reducing the rent um maybe you could offer these alternatives. So as an example, it might be building in a rent increase to the lease and maybe securing an 18-month lease instead of 12 months. Or like I want you to look for options because this is actually what our clients expect us to offer. They want to know what their options are. And the step that you've done before that where you've actually worked out the the financial and emotional cost, that's going to help you with um, coming up with the options. And then the fourth step, what is my recommendation? So what are you going to action, what action are you going to suggest to the owner? What, are, what do you want them to do? And in the example we're using with the rent reduction, your recommendation might be that the owner accepts, you know, the rent reduction because, um, you know, the, of how the market is, but you actually get them to secure a nine-month lease instead of the normal 12 months because then the lease will end in February and demand from prospective tenants is always higher than for this type of property. So like, so think about your recommendation because they want to know whether it's the client or the tenant, what they should do next, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and quite often when we do, you know, if, if we go back to that step before where, you know, is it a, a flat yes or no, um, often someone will say yes without thinking, or no, because you know, oh, you've caught me on the hop, and and maybe they're in a bad mood or a good mood, whatever it is. So we need to then be able to guide them. So we need to have a recommendation there because we are the property professional, after all. And then the fifth question: asking yourself, how am I going to deliver this? Well, how are you going to frame the request with the client? What is the script you're going to use? We want you to work out what you're going to say before you pick up the phone. So it could be something like this. Hi, Bill, when I checked with your tenant to see what their plans are regarding the end of their lease, they let me know they'd like to stay, which is great, but only if the rent is reduced by $20 per week. They've looked at what is available at the moment and they know that for the same price they'd be able to move into a a three-bedroom apartment that's closer to where they work and it's just actually it's 
around the corner. So look, I know this isn't what you want to hear, but I've looked at the numbers and given it is taking us more than a month on average to lease properties at the moment, um, COVID's really knocked us around, you'll actually be much better off with their offer by close to $2,000 overall if we look at it over a 12-month sort of over a year. So my suggestion is to lock them in actually not 12 months but into a lease for nine months rather than the usual 12. Take the the rent reduction but we're then going to have an opportunity to reevaluate the situation closer to February because we always know that there's plenty of interest from prospective tenants at that time of year. How do you feel about this? Mm -hmm. So I've used the rent reduction as a request. I know mainly because a lot of that comes up, particularly um, in areas where they have been in lockdown and that, you know, the, the market ha- has changed there. But you could do that process for or ask those questions and work through the process for any request. Mm, I love that. And what I love the most about that, Terry, is the the prep and the planning that goes into creating that script and actually being prepared before before you pick up the phone. I think we talk a lot about, you know, tone of voice. Um, and if we're not prepared, we can come across super frazzled and stressed out and maybe a little bit, you know, not meaning to be, but a little bit aggressive in our approach um, because we're kind of off the cuff. Whereas um, even hearing you say that just then, it's it flows so much more um, easier. And you obviously written that script um, for that person, for you to read out just then. And it, so it flowed really nicely. So I think that's a big one for me, listening to this and listening to you um, answer my questions. I'm like, wow, that last one in the delivery is probably one of the most important parts um, of the whole process, isn't it? It is. Delivery is so important. And I, I it, it actually doesn't take you as long as you think to run through these steps. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, sometimes it's going to be a, a long process and sometimes it's only short, but the reality is we need to go through those five steps so that we're um, we're in control of the situation. So, yeah, I like yeah. it. Mm, I do too. And I think the beautiful thing is that a lot of these scripts that we're going to be using, we will reuse time and time again. You're not going to just use it once. So having a script like that that you can just kind of edit and use um, as you see fit, I think that would be really helpful for people listening today. So my next question to you is if we're talking about, um, you know, teams and getting uh, teams of people to use, um, you know, scripts like this and get people on board with this kind of communication style. How can we um, use this method to help build on entire team skill level? But more than that, how do we actually get them on board? How do we get the whole team um, answering these questions before they're picking up the phone, writing scripts, all that kind of thing? How do we get them to buy into it? That's a really good question. And it's a little... it's kind of like positive reinforcement that we're going to use. So if you are a team leader or a head of department, having your team use this formula is going to help you help them through the different scenarios they're going to come up against. So one of the most frustrating and time-consuming things for many of our, let's say, more experienced property managers, those who are mentoring their colleagues or leading a team, it's actually the interruptions when someone hasn't, um, not that that if they don't know, we don't mind helping, but it's when someone hasn't worked through what we often see as the obvious solution to a problem. Like, um, it's like, mom, is there anything to eat? You know, that's kind of like that. And, and when it's when they want us to tell them what they should do rather than working it out themselves. Like, yeah, anyone who's got kids can actually probably relate to that. But When we ask our team members to use this method, this formula, then when they do come to you with a question, you can actually use that same formula to help coach them through, which is 
then in turn going to develop their confidence and help them become better communicators. And I also find that this structure helps us to be less inclined to just provide the answers to save time, which uh, actually then just creates this vicious cycle, doesn't it? So, yeah, I thought we could do a little role play here, Sean. We and love a good role play, Terry Handy. Love a good role play. It sounds kind of creepy when I say it like that, but anyway. <laughs> so, um, and it can go something like this. So, say Sean Lee, she might come to me and ask me what to do with the request from a tenant to install a pet door. Um, you know, the, the flappy doors in a security screen in a laundry, okay? And so that's the scenario. And then I can ask her what questions or what answers she gave herself to the questions. So let's kick it off, Sean. Okay, so I'm the tenant. Yep. I mean, I'm the, I'm the property manager. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the property manager. I'm yep. the team leader. I'm the boss, okay? You're the boss, yep. cool. Yep. All right, so hi, Terry. Um, so my tenant has just asked if they could install a pet door in the laundry door, and I'm just wondering what should I do? What should I say? Well, so is it allowed at the property? Yep, so Body Corporate have approved the dog um, and it's on the bottom floor of the complex and in the laundry it actually opens out onto a grass courtyard for the dog to, you know, come and come and go freely. Okay, so how does it impact the owner? Um, well, I mean, it doesn't really. Um, the, I don't think. The tenants have offered to pay for it themselves but the door would obviously have to stay when they leave the property, like the little flappy thing would have to stay. Okay, and what does that mean for the owner? Uh, so it will probably mean that future tenants, you know, might like it. It might be useful for, I guess, future tenants. And we know that the owner doesn't mind having pets inside um, because they have all that tiles and they've obviously, you know, approved the pet in the first place. So I think it would actually be more of an improvement on the property, if anything. Okay. So what options does the owner have with this? Well, I guess he could say yes or he could say no. And if he says no, then they will just have to continue on as they've been, you know, um, going throughout the tenancy. Okay. So what are you going to recommend that he does, Sean? So I'm going to say yes because it will reduce damage to the screen if the dog's, you know, scratching to go outside um, and it will definitely make it more appealing to future tenants uh, when we're trying to find them in the future. Okay. And how are you going to do this with him? How are you going to deliver it? Are you going to talk to him about it or, or what's the plan? Yeah, so the plan is um, I was going to send him an email because I know that he's on night shift at the moment and he's really hard to get a hold of on the phone for the rest of the week when he's on night shift. Um, so I can let him know what they've asked and what I think he should do and recommend. If he has any questions, um, I'll just let him know that he can give me a call when he's free or email me back whenever he's available. Okay, so great. Maybe you could also let him know that we're going to ask the tenants to use our handyman to install the pet door as he's done this for us um, a few times now and he does a really good job. So, awesome. Yeah. Great idea, boss. <laughs> I like that. Did you, did you salute when you say boss? <laughs> so, this is actually a really basic example, but it gives you an idea of how you can create some structure with your coaching as well. So next time, Sean Lee, she's going to be less likely to interrupt me because she knows I'm just not going to give her the answer. I'm going to make her work through the process. And mm. it was very simple for me to sort of say, so what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? Because I followed the formula. And if she doesn't know the answer or she hasn't asked herself the questions, I'm actually going to send her away until she works it out, until she does it. So now if it was a tricky a situation, okay, I would still get her to work through the process. Um, one, because it helps me to um, have a better understanding of the situation, but I'm also going to guide that, you know, I'm going to use this as a coaching opportunity and 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 where I, I direct her where she needs to go with it. So, look, I love this. It's a very simple formula. Mm -hmm. It works incredibly well. 
takes only a few moments to work through. And, and we probably actually made it a little bit slower then as we were doing that role play. Uh, but it, it, you can see sort of how the, the, the less experienced property manager, I guess, um, as an example in this scenario, is thinking, having to think about what what the next steps are. And look, a really good friend of mine, uh, she's a general manager of a very successful agency. She actually brainstormed this with me um, originally back in the day, and it works an absolute treat with her team. They are an amazing bunch of property managers, and they still follow this formula today. So yeah, mm-hmm. you guys get something out of it. Nothing like a tried and tested method, Terry. So one more time, please, can you walk me through those five questions? Um, And then what I'm going to do is post them onto our Facebook page today for anyone that would like um, to use them. And if you do use them, we would love for you to let us know. Like, let us know if it's helped. Um, And you can obviously share that with your team as well. If you are listening in via the podcast, you'll just be able to find that on the PM Excite Facebook page, which is just, I believe, facebook.com forward slash PM Excite. But Terry, one more time, please, for our podcast listeners, what are those questions again? Okay. First one, is it legal? Number two, what is the impact? So think about the financial and emotional impact. Um, Three, what are their options? You know, is it a yes, no, or can we offer something um, different? Number four, what are my recommendations? So what am I as a property manager going to suggest to the um, the other party about what to do and how am I going to deliver this? That, that fifth one, the delivery, like you mm-hmm. said before, Sean, um, it is like the cherry on top of this yeah. process. So, yeah. Yeah, because we can do all the other things and if we don't get the delivery part right, we've kind of, unfortunately, you can kind of screw the whole thing up and it can backfire quite easily. So I think that delivery piece is very, very important. So, um, if you are interested in hearing more about what we do at PM Excite, this is the kind of stuff that we obviously elaborate on and we um, do training sessions on and have guest experts come in and speak with our members about. So if this sort of stuff does interest you and you found some value, uh, we would love to invite you to head over to pmexcite.com and check out the PM Club where we where you have access to you know over 90 templates now. We have courses, resources, monthly training sessions um, like this one, but they're obviously extended. Um, and we have guest experts joining us as well. So just to give you a quick insight into that membership option, is only $99 a month um, for your entire team to access the membership and you can cancel it at any time if you no longer feel that what we're delivering aligns with you and your agency. So we don't lock you in, um, but we also have a free bundle option, which I think is just amazing. It basically gives you the option to um, essentially taste test PMXI and access some of our courses um, for free. So if you're sitting on the fence, this could be a really good option um, for you as well to get a feel for what's involved in our membership. But I think that's us for now. Terry, thank you so much. It was a really great session. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to the conversation. Uh, We look forward to bringing you another one next week. But until then, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kat. Nice to see you there. Thanks, Kat.